Wait, what? So this happened. I'm Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast Hell is Not the End, although it feels like just the beginning sometimes. Is anything really the end, though? This podcast is meant to explore the limitless possibilities of one's own soul. Why do people do bad things? Why are there countless happenings beyond understanding? Why, when we are cautioned not to do something, do we just do it anyway? The definition of curiosity, a strong desire to know or learn something. There you have it. I will curiously explore why. Hell is not the end. Robert Blake, born Michael James Gubatosi, was born on September 18, 1933 in Netley, New Jersey. He is an American actor known for starring roles in both movies and TV shows. His career started early as a child actor on the TV show Arging, also commonly known as The Little Rascals, in shorts from 1939 to 1944. His mother was Elizabeth and his father was James. James was a die setter for a can manufacturer. Eventually, Elizabeth and James would begin a song and dance act. In 1936, they would have their three children perform in a show they called the Three Little Hillbillies. The family moves to Los Angeles, California in 1938, where the children start working as movie extras. Robert would suffer from a very unhappy childhood. He was often abused by his alcoholic father. At age 10, Robert enters the public school system, where he is often bullied and got into many fights with other students, resulting in his expulsion. Robert stated that while growing up, he had suffered both physical and sexual abuse by both of his parents. He was often locked in a closet and forced to eat food off the floor. When Robert turns 14, he runs away from home and continues to live a rough life. In 1956, his alcoholic father commits suicide. As a child actor, Robert had a few stage names. In 1939, he started out as Toto in the movie The Bridal Suite, then under the stage name Mikey Gubitosi. Soon after, Robert started to star in the R Gang slash Little Rascals MGM shorts under his real name, replacing Eugene Porky Lee. He appeared in 40 shorts from 1939 to 1944, eventually becoming the series' lead actor in the final shorts. Robert's parents were also often extras on these shorts. While in the series, Robert was criticized for not crying convincingly enough, as his character was often called upon to cry. He was also criticized for being obnoxious and whiny. In 1942, he changes his stage name to Bobby Blake, which in turn changes his character's name to Mikey Blake. In 1949, MGM stops the production of the series. In 1995, Robert was honored at the Young Artist Foundation, he received a Lifetime Achievement Award for his role in our gang slash The Little Rascals. Robert continues to work after the ending of our gang slash The Little Rascals in 1944, going on to other series and many movies. He works on a Western series and appears in 23 movies until 1947. In 1950, Robert is drafted to the United States Army upon leaving at the age of 21 and seemingly not having any job prospects. Robert falls into depression. This leads to the next two years of drug abuse and selling drugs. Robert then enrolls in an acting class and worked hard to improve his personal as well as his professional life. He eventually becomes a seasonal actor, having appeared in notable movies and TV roles. In 1956, he would appear as Robert Blake for the first time. In 1959, Robert unknowingly turns down the role of a lifetime 
playing Little Joe Cartwright on the very popular Bonanza. Bonanza would end up running for 14 seasons, which included 431 episodes. Little Joe Cartwright would be played by Michael Landon. He would appear in many guest spots on many TV shows, many of them being Western series and many of the series being syndicated shows. Robert would also appear in many other movies as well. In 1967, a breakout role comes into play. Robert would play the role of a real-life murderer, Perry Smith, to which some say Robert had a striking resemblance to. The movie was based on a true crime nonfiction novel written by Truman Capote, In Cold Blood. The book was an instant success in the true crime genre based on the murders of four members of the same family during a home invasion. The director would receive two Oscar nominations for the film adaptation. Between 1975 and 1978, Robert plays probably his most notable character on the TV show Beretta. He played an Emmy Award-winning role of Tony Beretta, a streetwise plainclothes street detective. The show's trademarks included Beretta's cockatoo, Fred, and a few signature phrases like, Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Like I've said throughout, Robert will work on many TV shows and many movies during his career. Success sprinkled throughout. He never seems to give up on his career. In 1961, Robert marries for the first time to actress Sandra Kerr. The couple have two kids, a boy and a girl. Over 22 years of marriage and divorce in 1983. In 1999, he meets his soon-to-be second wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley. This would be Bonnie's 10th husband. She is known to be a woman who tended to exploit older celebrity men for money. Okay, pause. Here is where the story turns. Bonnie Lee Bakley was born June 7, 1956 in Morristown, New Jersey. Her father was Edward and her mother was Marjorie. Her father was an arborist and she had three siblings, one from her mother's second marriage. Bonnie was raised by and lived with her grandmother in Glen Gardner, New Jersey. At the age of 16, Bonnie drops out of high school and decides to pursue a career in modeling and acting at the Barbizon School of Modeling. She meets husband number one, who is an immigrant who needs to get married to avoid deportation and remain in the United States. Bonnie agrees to marry him for a price, but ends it almost immediately, and he ends up being deported. At age 21, Bonnie marries her first cousin, who she has two children with, a boy and a girl. This would be her longest marriage out of ten, but would end in divorce in 1982. Bonnie decides to start a mail-order business, sending nude pictures of women, including herself, to men in an effort to support herself. She also ran Lonely Heart ads in magazines advertising for male companions. After communicating with men that answered her ads, she would then ask for money for rent or travel expenses. She bought many houses with money from her scams, some in Memphis, Tennessee, and one near Los Angeles, California. Her celebrity career would never successfully materialize, or should I say, her Hollywood career. Due to Bonnie's mail-order ventures, she would be arrested several times. In Memphis, she is arrested for drug possession in 1989. In 1995, she is arrested for check fraud. In 1998, she is arrested in Little Rock, Arkansas for having five driver's licenses and seven social security cards, all with different names in her possession. Bonnie was using the IDs to open post office boxes in conjunction with her Lonely Hearts scam. 
Bonnie had a history of pursuing celebrities obsessively. Tapes of Bonnie's phone conversations would reveal that she was absolutely determined to marry someone famous. In 1990, she moved to Memphis, Tennessee with the obsession to pursue Jerry Lee Lewis. Bonnie did end up meeting Jerry and became friends with his sister. In 1993, she gave birth to her third child, Jerry Lee, who Bonnie claimed was Jerry's. However, DNA would disprove this claim. After the birth of Jerry Lee, Bonnie moved to Los Angeles without her, leaving her with her ex-husband slash first cousin to raise. Bonnie was, would still financially support her daughter. Once in California, Bonnie would pursue other celebrities. In 1991, Bonnie takes an interest in Christian Brando, the eldest son of one of 11 children of Marlon Brando's and the only son of Anna Kashvi. Christian would be catapulted into the public eye for murdering his half-sister's boyfriend. Christian pleads guilty to a lesser charge, voluntary manslaughter, for which he receives a sentence of 10 years. While Christian is in prison, Bonnie writes him letters and sends him photos. Christian is released in 1996. That is when he and Bonnie start a romantic relationship. In 1999, Bonnie discovers she is pregnant with her fourth child. She at first thinks the baby must be Christian's. In 2000, Bonnie's fourth child is a girl. While Bonnie is involved with Christian Brando, she was also involved with, wait for it, Robert Blake. After the birth of her daughter, she admitted to Robert that she was unsure of the paternity of her daughter and that he himself could be very well the father. Robert insists that Bonnie get a paternity test. She does. Robert is the baby's father. Robert agrees to marry Bonnie, but only if she agrees to a temporary custody agreement. Under this agreement, Bonnie agrees to monitor visits with her daughter and obtain written permission for any friends or family members to visit Robert's property. Their agreement also stipulated that if either spouse tried to obtain a divorce, that the other spouse would get custody of their daughter. Bonnie's attorney advised her not to sign this agreement, advice she ignored since she wanted to marry a celebrity. Finally, strange note. Even though they got married in November of 2000, they never lived together. Bonnie and her daughter lived in Robert's guest house in Studio City, California. Robert was distrustful of Bonnie and had hired private investigators to follow her. He found out that Bonnie still continued to run those Lonely Hearts ad scams during their marriage. On May 4, 2001, Robert takes Bonnie to his favorite Italian restaurant named Vitello's on Tahunga Avenue in Studio City. After their meal, Bonnie is killed by a gunshot wound to, to the head while sitting in Robert's car. The car was parked on a side street around the corner from Vitello's. Robert claims he had returned to Vitello's to retrieve a gun that he accidentally left in the booth they were sitting in, in turn not being present to witness Bonnie's, Bonnie being shot. The gun that Robert went to retrieve had not been discharged, determining the gun to not be the murder weapon. On March 16, 2005, Robert is found not guilty to the murder of Bonnie and not guilty of soliciting a former stuntman and friend to carry out the crime. Robert's defense attacked credibility of all who tried to say that he did try to have Bonnie killed and insisted that it was one of her Lonely Hearts scams gone wrong. Perhaps someone scammed out of money? The prosecution would point out Robert's possible motives spawned by his obvious anger at Bonnie possibly tricking him into fathering a child for his wealth and celebrity. Even so, there is no proof brought by the prosecution that ties Robert to Bonnie's murder. 
Both sides were accused of ugly accusations. On November 18, 2005, Robert would be found liable for the wrongful death of Bonnie in a civil trial. Bonnie's three eldest children sue Robert. He is ordered to pay $30 million in 2006. Robert files for bankruptcy with debts including unpaid legal fees as well as state and federal taxes. On April 26, 2008, an appeals court would uphold the civil case verdict but would cut the penalty to be paid from $30 million to $15 million. On April 9, 2010, the state of California files a lien against Robert in unpaid back taxes. Enter the Conspiracy Corner. technically remains unsolved. During the civil trial, the girlfriend of Robert's former bodyguard is called to the stand. She is asked whether she believes Robert or her boyfriend may have been involved in Bonnie's murder, apparently a question no one had ever bothered to ask the girlfriend of his longtime bodyguard before. She said that she did believe they were involved, not that this by any means is proof, but creates doubt in innocence. My hope is that no one has to live in fear, ever. As always, I will never give up and read the signs. Special thanks to all the reading materials I can get my hands on, internet mostly, thanks to wikipedia.org. Thanks so much for listening. I am Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast, Hell is Not the End. <laughs>